Greetings, and welcome to the Gospel Expedition, where we explore the Gospel from the Scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. The Gospel is how Jesus died for our sins according to the Scriptures, how He was buried, and how He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Every passage in the Bible either sets up, foretells, foreshadows, illustrates, or explains this concept. Genesis chapter 1 began to set up the gospel by introducing us to God and showing us his character through the creation. Genesis chapter 2 is setting up the gospel by teaching us how we were made and who we are. Genesis chapter 2 centers in on God's plan for us, how mankind was made, and what God wanted for us from the beginning. We begin by discussing how God created man and what we were to become as a result. Genesis chapter 2 7 says, Then the Lord God formed the man from dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living creature. The King James Version of the Bible says, Man became a living soul. From this, we will learn three things how God formed us from the dust of the earth, that God breathed into our nostrils the breath of life, and that we became a living soul. First, God formed man from the dust of the ground. Now, this seems like a basic elementary concept, but there's really some significance to this. Genesis 2.7 says that God formed man from the dust of the ground. It means he formed man. In every other phase of creation, God commanded something to happen, and it happened. Basically, what God did in Genesis chapter 1 is he spoke the entire creation into existence. He said, let there be light, and there was light. He said, let the light separate from the dark and create night and day. And the light separated from the dark and there was night and day. Let the earth come forth, let the ground spring forth plants, and it was so. Everything that happened in Genesis chapter 1, God spoke into existence. But when we look at the creation of man in Genesis chapter 2, we see something different. The Bible says God formed man from the dust of the ground. So when it came to man, God took some time and applied his divine craftsmanship to create us. He handcrafted us. He hand-formed us. And this indicates how special we are to God. With his having taken time to form us from the dust of the ground, you get the notion that we are a special part of his creation. In fact, one may say we are the crowning point of his creation. God created the world and the universe to show his glory. He created man in his image for worship, to worship him, and to fellowship with him. And this is what sets us apart from the rest of creation. We are not merely highly evolved animals or a highly evolved species. We were created different. We were created for a higher purpose. We were created separately from the rest of creation. Never allow yourself to think that you are nothing more than part of the ecosystem or part of the food chain. By God forming man from the dust of the ground, we learn that we were created special, that we were created different, and that he has a special purpose for us. And that brings us to our second point, that God breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life. When God breathed into Adam's nostrils the breath of life, he did not merely inject air into the man's lungs. He endowed man with his life. God literally gave man life in this particular moment in the scriptures. And when we talk about life, we are not talking about merely respiration, 
and and eating and drinking and being awake. But at this moment, he is breathing into man life and he is giving man a soul. And this is why we have eternal life. And this is why we naturally expect life beyond the grave. John Johnson teaches first aid. And during the CPR portion of his class, he notes that the air man breathes in has more oxygen than he needs to survive. The air around us has more oxygen than we really need to survive. When man breathes out, he breathes out just enough oxygen needed for survival. Basically, you breathe in air, your lungs take all the oxygen out of that air that they possibly can, but when you breathe back out, there is still leftover oxygen in the air that you breathe out. And the air that you breathe out has just enough oxygen in it that if someone else were to need to survive off of that air, they could. And this is what happens with mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. He says that when you administer mouth-to-mouth resuscitation as part of CPR, you are breathing into the lungs of the person you are working with just enough oxygen that they would be able to survive. And when you do that, you are picturing this very act which God gave us, in which God used to give us life. And you're picturing the very act that God did, which gave us life, while you're preserving the life of another. And the Bible teaches us, going into our third point here, that man became a living soul. Not only do we have life in the biological sense, breathing, eating, reproducing, but we also have life in the spiritual sense. And this spiritual life, having a soul, creates a natural connection with God which, when that connection was broken by sin, created a void. We were all created as eternal beings. The question is, where will we spend that eternity? And that is what the gospel is all about. Those who turn from sin and place their faith in Jesus Christ, who trust him for salvation, will spend eternity in his kingdom, while those who do not will spend eternity under the condemnation and the wrath of God. Genesis chapter 2 teaches us that God created us special, and he created us perfect. And this is a reason to praise God. As Psalm 139.14 says, I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. If anyone can appreciate God's creation, it should be us because we were created special. This has been the Gospel Expedition. I'm Leland Acker.